Greetings and welcome to the Antithesis of Superwoman. I'm your host and resident ASW, Von Fuller, and I'm so excited that you're back with me as we progress on this journey together of living our best lives without the cape. The title of this episode is Emotional Exhaustion, where we address being sick and tired of being sick and tired. All right, let's get into it. Again, welcome. Before we dive into today's topic, I want to address a few things. Here are three important details I want to share. One, while I am pro-therapy, I am not a licensed therapist. I am solely a person who is passionate about encouraging people to live their best lives. Two, I am a Christian, and while I will share personal experiences that will involve my beliefs, I will not force my beliefs on you in this podcast. And three, I identify as a woman, hence the podcast name, and I'm surrounded by a lot of women, so a lot of my examples will be of women. However, men, please know that I am fully aware that we have supermen out there as well, and if you're feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders but feel like you can't express it because you have to maintain that strong and unshakable image, then this podcast is for you. Don't forget, if you like what you hear in this episode, remember to click, subscribe, rate, and review. I definitely appreciate it. Okay, so now that we've handled all of that, let's jump into today's topic. I think it's only right that we start off defining emotional exhaustion and give some examples. Emotional exhaustion, according to Healthline.com, is a state of feeling emotionally worn out and drained as a result of accumulated stress from your personal or work lives. While I agree with Healthline.com, I also think it's missing something. In my opinion, it's worth adding that the accumulated stress that leads to emotional exhaustion can also be societal. Emotional exhaustion is also considered a clear sign of burnout, i.e. those who have long-term stress and suffer from feeling overwhelmed most of their lives. So here are examples that fit into the three categories where you can experience emotional exhaustion. Let's start with personal exhaustion. Some experiences that can result in personal exhaustion are being emotionally drained from a bad relationship, major life changes like the death of a loved one or divorce, being a parent, especially with newborns and younger kids, being a perfectionist, and always putting others before yourself, i.e. not practicing self-care. Next, let's look at some circumstances that can lead to emotional exhaustion at work. Not enjoying the work you do, toxic relationships with coworkers or supervisors, not feeling heard or allowed to express your ideas in a workplace, high demands at work, spending way more time at work than you do with your family and friends, Think living to work versus working to live, which is something many people may be able to relate to. Last but not least, I'm going to mix it up with some old and new examples in which society can result in emotional exhaustion. So the first one is 
trying to live up to society's expectations of you because of your sex, religion, race, sexual orientation, age, style choices, education, appearance to include weight, and the list goes on. Let's add in here also trying to prove society wrong for those same expectations. Next, let's discuss society's outlook on mental health. Although there are a lot of advocates that are working towards changing the outlook on mental health and therapy, overall, for a lot of people, it is still seen as taboo when something is associated with being crazy. There's a lot of shame and feelings of failure associated with therapy because as society expects you to be superwoman and supermen, you weren't able to complete the mission successfully and figure it out on your own. Or you only went because something is wrong and you're not good enough to fix it. So for those who go, they have to fight a stigma about it or keep it a secret, which in itself can cause emotional exhaustion. Or you suffer emotional exhaustion because while it may be beneficial for you to attend therapy, you refuse and thus remain in a perpetual state of stress. Moving on to a newer experience of societal cause emotional exhaustion, living through a pandemic and all that comes with it. You may know someone infected, was personally infected, or know someone who passed due to it. You may have lost a job, have to work more hours at your job, have to change the location of where you work, or have to put yourself at higher risk because of where you work. You may struggle to obtain your regular supplies and necessities because they've been out of stock for months, or the prices have gone up significantly, making it more difficult to afford. And let's not forget that good old cabin fever for being in the home longer than you're used to. All of these things can create exhaustion. Another example is living through, witnessing, hearing, or visually watching people being physically attacked or worse, killed. It's a lot for anybody. Well, it should be a lot for everybody. For Black Americans especially, this is tough since most of the physical attacks or deaths you see on video are those of black people. To add the icing on a cake of terribleness, in most of those situations, those who committed the murder or the violent acts are not held accountable for their actions. Instead of justice, the excuses for why it was okay to kill or harm a human start to roll in, both by those in society and by institutions. They try to find anything they can to assassinate the character of the slain or attacked. They say, hey, there were things they did before the camera started rolling that justified the action. Or, they were a criminal. And these are just some of the PG comments. It only gets more sad from there. But I think you would find it hard-pressed to make sense to a black person why someone who attended a church under a guise of being interested in a service but whose sole premeditated intent was to shoot and kill the people in a church at point-blank range was able to be arrested unharmed. But someone who is not resisting arrest and sometimes doesn't even have the opportunity to comply with demands somehow ends up murdered again and again. And this isn't just about police officers who feel like they have the right to determine who lives or dies. There are non-officers who feel like they have that same right and act on it. And please note, I am not saying that I have an issue with police officers. I do not. I have an issue with racists. 
So right now, I'd like to take a moment of silence for those who have lost their lives due to the viciousness and brutality of people in this world. May their souls rest in peace and may there be justice for them all. Thank you. I also want to be clear that while these are only a few examples, and any of these is already a lot for any adult to process, this isn't something that only affects adults. Children, preteens, and teens also suffer from emotional exhaustion, from performance pressures at school and academics and athletics, performance expectations at home, pressure to fit in with others so they can be accepted and liked. A major life change like moving, which means they're leaving their friends, changing schools, and leaving their comfort zone, are another major event they cannot control, like their parents divorcing. And we absolutely cannot leave out bullying. So be mindful if you have a young one in your life and they're labeled as acting out or going through a phase. It may actually be that they're emotionally exhausted and just aren't sure how to communicate that. So give them some grace and try to get to the root of the issue in love and empathy. Whew, okay, that was a lot. It's clear to see why emotional exhaustion can be a clear indication of burnout. Just talking about it was a lot. Now that I gave you what things can lead to emotional exhaustion, let me give you some actual symptoms of it. Please note, these are not all exhaustive lists. All right, so I'm going to start with the youngins. Side note, I'm going to start saying double E for emotional exhaustion because, yeah, I feel like I'm saying it a lot. Note me shortening the term does not diminish its importance in any way. Okay, on to the symptoms. For kids, preteens, and teens, some of the symptoms are weight loss or gain without a clear change in diet or exercise, constant fatigue, self-harm, bedwetting, decrease in academic achievements, and sudden or extended isolation. For adults, you'll notice there are definitely some similarities when talking about symptoms. Changes in your mood, so depression, anger, anxiety, hopelessness, lack of motivation, etc. Difficulties with thinking, so you have decreased focus, increased confusion, and memory loss. Sleeping problems, insomnia, physical fatigue, and oversleeping. Physical changes like changes in appetite, digestive problems, headaches, heart palpitations, and weight loss or gain without a clear change in diet or exercise. And effects on relationships, both personal and professional, through social withdrawal, lack of enthusiasm at work, and personal life. Okay, that was a mouthful, I know. But if any of this is sounding familiar, please know you are not alone. Remember when I said in episode one that Superwoman probably had high blood pressure and Superman wasn't much better? Well, trust and believe I'm confident they are both dealing with emotional exhaustion considering how demanding their jobs are and their lack of personal time. They just aren't talking about it. But guess what? We are the antitheses and we are going to talk about it. If you're dealing with double E or heading towards burnout, it is okay. Like I said before, you are not alone. 
I have to admit that I am living with some of those symptoms right now as we speak. I am known as a friend or family member who will most likely pick up the phone or text back at all random times of night because my sleep patterns are terrible. I said terrible. So trust and believe if you feel like you have some of those symptoms yourself, I am not judging you. This is and will forever be a judgment-free zone. The good news is, if you are there, you don't have to stay there if you don't want to. And can I be really real here? The resolution to double E is simple. It's a process to get to that resolution that's not so easy. So what is this simple solution? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's change. In order to move from emotional exhaustion to emotional freedom, there has got to be a change. So that realization is a first step to freedom. And if you realize that just now, congratulations, you are already on your way to better. The second step is working to change, which isn't always easy and looks different for everyone. Not only will it look different for everyone because we're unique individuals, but also because our situations are unique and depending on what is emotionally exhausting you, it may require different things. For example, if your prolonged stress is coming from your job, then maybe you need to look at what options you have. Can a different schedule help? Maybe a reduced workload, reduced hours, or maybe it's time to start applying for other opportunities. Or maybe your prolonged stress is from being a parent to a newborn, lack of sleep, a fussy baby, 10 plus diaper changes, questioning if you're doing everything right, being told to sleep while the baby sleeps, but you want to watch them through the night because you're terrified of SIDS. It's a lot. So maybe your commitment to change is phoning a friend or loved one you trust to help even for an hour or two. Or maybe it really is napping while the baby naps instead of staring in love and terror at your child or trying to get all your to-do list items done. I know it's hard, but you can absolutely do it. Know that while you are not alone in experiencing it, only you have the power to change it. Your situation and match exhaustion is uniquely yours, so no one else can fix this for you but you. You might need one adjustment in one area or a couple in multiple areas. But whatever it takes, please know that you have the fortitude to succeed. You got this. In my experience and observation, I've found that the people who are usually emotionally exhausted are the ones who felt they've had to be the strongest for the longest period of time. So the strength is there. You just need to redirect it. Prioritize your emotional freedom by committing to the process. It's going to require time, self-reflection, honesty, energy, and effort. But be patient with yourself and give yourself grace. It didn't happen overnight and it's not going to leave overnight. But step by step, you'll get there and your growth will be evident to everyone around you. But most important, it will be evident to yourself. So before we close this episode, it's time we get into our beacon of encouragement, quote of the week, and weekly encouragement challenge segments. Today's beacon of encouragement is Beyonce. I would have to imagine everyone knows Beyonce, 
But for those that don't know, I'll try to keep it short. She's an international superstar. She's a singer-songwriter, actress, and music producer. She also has her own clothing line. She's a record breaker and a history maker. But equally, if not more important, she's also a wife, mother, and activist. And this week, she gets the beacon of encouragement for being open and honest about her challenges with emotional exhaustion and burnout and showing us an example of how you can go from being reactive to proactive to avoid its prolonged effects. She has canceled shows due to exhaustion. She took a year off for her mental well-being and just recently partnered with Twitter to donate $6 million to mental health efforts for those affected by COVID-19. She's not just talking it and walking it in her own life, but she's providing resources for others to be able to do the same. And for that, she more than deserves the title of Beacon of Encouragement. Thank you for your example, Beyonce. This week's encouragement quote is, change will not come if we wait for some other person or some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for. We are the change that we seek by Barack Obama, the 44th president of the United States of America. I don't know how much clearer you need to be about change because that quote alone breaks it all the way down for us. We have no excuse. We got to put the work in to change. And last but not least, our final segment is this week's encouragement challenge. This week, I want us to define what emotional freedom looks like in our personal lives. What does that mean to you? What liberties would that provide that you may not have right now? Or maybe you are basking in emotional freedom right now. If so, first of all, kudos. I need you to spill all the tea on how you made that happen. And second of all, what life opportunities has that presented to you? I am so excited to hear your responses to this. And with that, I want to thank you for joining me for episode five. As always, I am oh so grateful that you are here with me and that will never change. If you enjoy spending time with me discussing double E, then join the encouragement fam. We're here with open arms. Like, subscribe, and follow on any platform where podcasts are found. Feel free to rate and review. Can't wait to meet you back here next week for episode six. You won't want to miss it. Remember, if you have encouragement topics you want me to discuss, a beacon of encouragement you want to nominate, or questions you want answered, feel free to email them to me at antithesissw at gmail.com. That is A-N-T-I-T-H-E-S-I-S-S-W, no spaces, at gmail.com. If you have Instagram, follow me at antithesis underscore of underscore superwoman. And check me out on Twitter at antithesis s. Talk to you next week. Bye.